You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Leave me alone! All I said is we should bail on the hike. I didn't mean us in general, I just meant the hike. You don't want to make our relationship better? Our relationship is fine. What's that? Church bells? Schmigadoon? Welcome to our little town Where friends are all you meet Must be something they do for tourists Hey everyone! Hey there Pete! Woo! Can we go now? Already? What? We can't leave. It's like magic. We're in an actual musical. Please God, no. Everybody! We're only here till we found true love. Do you think this is true love? What does that even mean? Who knows what Schmigadoon thinks is true love? Which of you ladies wants to cross this bridge with me? You want to try with other people? We're the what a beautiful couple you two make. Stop it. You are stunning. Compared to you, I'm a barefoot mess. Ah! Let's go find your shoes, shall we? Welcome to Schmodcasto. A wonderful Viagra. No, I've got no idea. <laughs> I, I didn't you actually didn't practice that. Tell me no. you didn't watch this without telling me you didn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's obviously a fantastical Virago. How could you? Yeah, it is. It is. But I kept on hearing Virago, like the car. No, a Tarago. Tarago. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Schmodcasto. A wonderful Tarago. <laughs> That's that's what? clearly that's... what we're doing, right? Well no. done for killing the musical genre <laughs> before we've even reviewed it, Quinny, without Any being able time. to burst in a song. <clears throat> well, you... As as the person in this particular chat who, or in this particular podcast, even who's actually directed musicals, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, laying the smackdown on your all musically. Uh, here okay then, there. okay then, Quinny. So we're all podcasting together because oh, <laughs> that's the musical Quinny directed. We're all podcasting <laughs> together, and technically it's Disney, so. It's not a real musical. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've, I've also been in musicals. I've, I've been in the least appropriate musical of all time for me. Oh. Hair. Uh <laughs> <laughs> give me a head with hair. Please give me some hair. Any kind of fucking hair, just not on my fucking shoulders. <laughs> give me it down with hair. Hair. No, exactly. I'm just... <laughs> Well, that was the one that you were singing when you were a child. Like, more hair, hair everywhere. Wait, why is it yeah. going from up there? Yeah, I was very disappointed when, like, the, the hair fairy cho chose what was going to happen. Anyway. I'm disgusted um, by the idea of the hair fairy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a musical about it. I'm sure there is. There is a musical about it, and that's absolutely... Fine. What are we doing today? And I would like to just acknowledge this uh, with today and, and, and pour one out for Peter uh, for her internet connection <laughs> just deciding to not play with her when this is literally the podcast she asked for. Yeah. I, I really want to be in this discussion, guys, but I'm struggling. <laughs> if, you, if you leave it, we know that your heart just isn't uh, full of love and joy and musicals. You just, uh, you've been you know, found out for not being the musical one. Yeah. <laughs> 
You haven't seen enough so, musicals. So was it was it the shit singing that put you off, or was it just poor internet, Pete? That's, that's all I need to know. My internet is just hating me at the moment. I've shut down everything except Zoom. I can't see if there's anyone super excited about this talk in the chat. I'm assuming that everyone in the chat is super excited about this talk because pumped. why wouldn't you be? So why pumped. wouldn't you be? We've been <laughs> promising to talk about musicals for a long time because we're we're about all kinds of fandom here at TPTOA. Yes. And musical fandom is a big fandom, guys. Like, it's looking it huge. It, yes. It, it, and it, it intersects with with some of the more common fandoms that we <laughs> are involved in, that you actually, guys are involved in. Like, this is, I think. I, I mean, actually... how many TV shows have we watched that have had a musical episode? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I was lucky enough to watch Spider-Man the musical. <laughs> oh, do we say lucky or do we do we even dare call it a musical? It was more of a pantomime. Did, did you end up seeing it, Joe? Oh, I fucking saw Turn oh. Out of the Dark. It was the biggest regret I've ever had in my life. $120 for a ticket that I could <laughs> never get back and two yeah. hours of my fucking life. Yeah. Um, Has there yeah. ever been a hard science fiction musical? <laughs> um, Return to the Forbidden Planet? Is technically is that a musical though? I'm talking like a stage theatrical performance where it's hard sci-fi. I mean, apart from Repo the Genetic Opera. I was just about to say yeah. that one. Yeah. Okay. So the only no, no, one I'm, I can think of. I'm done. I'm going. I'm sort of rattling. I'm thinking about the genres that don't actually have musicals, like you know, westerns that never make a musical, uh, like gangster um, stories that never. Wait. Make a musical. What? <laughs> Hang on. What? What about? <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay, they'd you're never, shit-stirring us, I see. They, they, they'd never make historical drama musical. They'd never make some sort of horror story musical. Like All these things don't, it, the musicals just don't apply to those things. You need to find the the proper, you know, you know it's West Side Story, you know, there's no violence in that. Yeah, this no, is how Dion does, does uh, sarcasm <laughs> and irony. <laughs> it's, is it clear that I haven't watched any musicals? <laughs> um, I mean, if, if you want, even Top Gun could be a musical because when you're a jet, you're a really... No, sorry. <laughs> you know what? I would, I would pay to watch Top Gun the musical. My yeah, father would I, actually go and see a musical, I think. <laughs> I mean, considering they, made, considering they made a musical about Paul Keating... <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was great, by the way. Yeah, was it? Yes. Yeah, as You've Peter. not seen Keating the musical, Quinny? I've not. No, holy it shit! It's so far up your alley. I thought you were going somewhere <laughs> else with that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's just, just think. Just, just think. Rap battle incorporating all of Keating's best real life singers. Oh, oh. <laughs> My word. Okay, now I am excited. Um, so don't mind me. I'm just going to go and have a, a, a bit of a... Well, I mean, before we get into this, I just also need to do something because I discovered a musical that I didn't know existed. Oh, yes. Like, and I've, so I feel bad because it, but it gives you more stuff to look at later. So mm. what's, everyone knows what Quinny's favourite musical year is, right? Like, so not Mus musical, movie year. What's, what's going to say favourite oh, movie year? 1984. And in 1984, a musical came Best out year ever. called yeah. Streets of Fire that is like, it's literally a musical rock opera kind of thing about hard-bitten streets of, I don't know, let's call it Brooklyn in an, yeah. in an ambiguous time frame that exists simultaneously in the 50s and the 80s. 
Like, and he's slightly cyberpunk. Yeah, and he's slightly uh, cyberpunk with lots of neon. Like I was, and I was didn't even know it existed. And it stars a bunch of people that is interesting. But all, all I want to say, Willem is, Dafoe, Will, yeah, fucking Willem oh. Dafoe's in it. Like, yeah. Oh, I love this. Okay, this is great now, and of I want to explain all the this. People. Yeah, I'm going to explain this to the chat <laughs> as we're doing right now. Of all the people I thought that would drop out of this, it's definitely Peter that's fucked up all of the stream. But no, it's Quinny. Quinny has left. Quinny has immediately yeah, dropped lot, straight out during this. And Peter is the I mean, solid. Can I use this opportunity to restart? Because it might <laughs> I mean, you know, no. I mean, what I will do, I'll keep talking, but I am going no, to throw no. up the I'm going to throw up the uh, technical difficulties um, thing and keep talking under the back of it while we're waiting for people to come back. So uh, everyone can still hear us. We're still talking about musicals. Okay. Much apologies. Um <laughs> Well, yeah, Quiddy just absolutely bit the dust on that one. I think that's hilarious. Uh, we'll make him do the synopsis when he gets back. Yeah, we'll do the synopsis when he when he gets back, and that's absolutely <laughs> fine. But I just wanted to explain, especially to Peter and Jill. I told Quinny about this yesterday, but there is uh, yeah. there is a way to look at this stuff, and mm. uh, that you might that I might have already given you access to. You can watch Streets of Fire right now <gasps> if you feel like. Oh, but go and so it was a movie it. musical. Did the, movie it, was musical. it ever on stage? Nope. No, that's okay. it. Quinny, you're back now. You're feeling good. You want to come back to this whole situation? Because I can't hear you. You muted yeah, yourself. you want to unmute yourself too, honey? Yeah, if you do that, then people will be able to hear you. All right. Uh, there we go. go. Right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, Sorry. Go. Is everyone just, feeling just, better just now? May, may, may have accidentally touched my computer and it all just went... Yeah. Uh, well, you know, sometimes people disable the shutdown button. That was... <laughs> it's not a shutdown button. Literally, just moved the computer and the whole thing just died. Sorry about that. Um... I, I know we probably haven't talked about it, but there is a thing. If you love musicals at the moment on uh, Disney Plus, there is. Uh, if you love musicals or musical band stuff, there is el the Electric Mayhem, um, which is well worth a look, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but sorry, where did we get to? We were still talking no, no, about we Streets on Fire. Uh, well, they're ready for you to give us a synopsis. Oh yeah. fuck me! Yeah, we, we got we got to, we got down there and we were like. You know, your out, of, punishment. out of all the people um, we thought would leave in this, it would be Peter. But no, we were betrayed by Quinny. Um, yeah. And now we're going to um, like wait for you to come and get the synopsis ready. But that's completely up to you. It's fine. I really would like to, you know, try and find a way to do this in music. but um, In musical form? Like sing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, one of my favourite things from, uh, what's the, um, uh, the TV show, Spicks and Specs. Mm. is choose, choose some words or a song. Oh, yeah, they get like a textbook and they have to like yeah, so, sing so, it to a, to a theme song. Give me a theme. A Throw yeah. me a theme. Come on, everybody. Uh, Ju <laughs> uh, Julie Andrews. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sound of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do no, no, do no. Um, favourite things. These are my favourite <laughs> things. And then like, oh, but fuck. sing that thing. I can't even remember how that goes. Da, 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 da. That one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's easy gotcha, one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, right. okay. Would you right, like a little bit of background music for this, Quinny? No, any, don't. Any <laughs> no, no, it's fine. He can't hear it at all. It's all right. And it's going to be. It's going to be tonally. <laughs> no, an, the people listening be will hate so it. It's going to be tonally annoying. So get onto that. Okay. In the first season, two New York doctors, Melissa and Josh, go on a backpacking trip in attempt to patch up their failing relationship, only to find still arguing. They soon get lost and discover a magical town called Schmigadoon, which is perpetually trapped in a Golden Age-style musical. 
and soon they learn that they cannot leave the town until they find true love. <laughs> and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's season that one. That was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> That's you nailed it. You did a good job. All right, should we yes. pick another song and you can do the synopsis for season, season two? two. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be the same song. It's just rolling in the background. So keep going. Uh, I can't hear it. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Just just sing from your heart, Quinny. What's the music inside you? Um, I can't do, think of any songs. Do Maria from West Side Story. <laughs> in season two, <laughs> Melissa and Josh are married. They find their love lives monotonous as doctors in New York. No, I can't remember the fucking tune. <laughs> they search for the quaint village of Schmigadoon, but instead arrived in Chicago, a world that pays satirical homage to sexy, dark 1960s and 70s musicals. To escape, they are told they must reach a happy ending, and that's not as easy as you might think. <laughs> yeah, it is. If you just go and pay. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is okay. that kind of town, but it's not that kind of happy ending. <laughs> Are you not shocked by this, Quinny? <laughs> does it? Does it shock you? Does it shock you? <laughs> um, Fuck, I laughed at that song. Yes, uh, I, I laughed at it. And this is all coming out uh, because, and I'm going to put my hand up straight away and say, <clears throat> not a massive fan of musicals. Do I enjoy musicals? Yes. But what I liked most about Schmigadoon was this is a musical television <laughs> show for people who aren't real sure about musicals or perhaps don't like musicals because the two lead characters, uh, basically in, in, the, in season one, one of them hates musicals. <laughs> so it's quite a nice way of sort of low-key getting people into musicals, even though it's thing, ridiculous. That's why I keep trying to make people watch it because at its heart it's a comedy. It's a mm -hmm. successful comedy, and I feel like the only barrier to entry is if you're one of those people who just fucking hate musicals <laughs> and, like, cannot handle anybody starting to sing in any storyline under any circumstance. Um, like, if you're not one of those people, you could 100% watch the show and it won't be offensive to you, I don't yeah. think. No, I don't. Uh, like, I might be overjudging that as somebody who really enjoys musicals. <laughs> it's fun. Like my my partner. Like as soon as they started singing, she's like, "No, fuck it, not interested. Don't want to watch." Um, <laughs> out. Yeah. None of this. Uh, none of this rambunctious good time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think she particularly liked the word schmicago or schmigadoon. As soon as it was oh. a schmi anything, she was like, "No, nah, not into it." I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, it's funny. But also, yeah, if you don't love musicals, eh, it's probably, it may be a tough sell, but it is funny. That's the uh, thing. It's a comedy. And if you do yeah. like musicals, you're going to love it because there's so many references of rapid fire musical references that yeah. everyone, even the yeah, ridiculous I'm, shit. I'm someone that enjoys musicals and I find this entry level. So I got... <laughs> maybe 80% of the references, mm -hmm. but not all of them. And I know Peter has told me that there is a list online that tells you oh, every shit. single deep there cut. Is a, there is a Reddit subthread um, for Schmigadoon and Schmicago, and every time an episode is released, people who are way bigger musical nerds than jump on and talk about it, and you can see all of the tiny little references that they've picked up, whether it's 
the many, many references in the music or like a prop in the background that calls back to something mm. else. Um, so I kind of took to watching an episode, reading the Reddit thread and then coming back and watching the, oh, listening to the the song references that I may not have been familiar with and then coming back to the episode again. Um, mm. I understand that that is a really nerdy way to watch this particular show and you don't have to do that. But I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, as did. um, So first season of this was released uh, while we were all in lockdown number two. Well, what was for Sydney lockdown number two and what was for Melbourne just lockdown? Um, Yeah. The great lockdown. Um, Come on, two two days, Melbourne. We We just beat you by two. You beat us by two days. (laughs) In lockdown number two, we were allowed to have um, single people living alone were allowed to have uh, a visitor, mm. um, one person to visit. Uh, so my sister used to come over on Saturday nights and we used to, we would have dinner and we would watch Schmigadoon together, which was really fun because my sister and I were brought up on the same musicals and it's super fun to watch this with another bit of a musical nerd and you can like, oh, that, you know, bit of that song is from from this song and, oh, can you hear this and that? And it's, it's, there is, even though you don't have to love musicals to watch it, there is kind of that element of, I understand that reference. <laughs> that is super fun if you are a bit of a nerd. Yeah, yeah. And, I can't do when I'm watching Star Wars, okay? So this is fun for me. This is so, like, so I get to be in my fandom now. Where are my people? If you start going crazy, do we do like a musical gonk of some description? Like is it gonk, gonk, gonk? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to gonk that correctly. What would it be? Um, um, monorail. More monorail. More cowbell. Monorail. <laughs> monorail. Monorail. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. So you really dug first season, Pete? I I dug first season, and the reason I dug first season uh, is because a lot of those musicals are musicals that I either watched with my parents or my grandparents when I was a child, like on, you know, videos, my my grandfather used to love that kind of music, or I um, did the musicals at school or we had done songs from the musicals at school. Like it was kind of the era of musicals that my kind of choir and drama teachers went into. Um, so there was like a lot, even just listening, like when when the theme music first plays before you even get into any of it it's super exciting because you're like oh it's kind of it's like almost Oklahoma and it's almost Carousel and it's almost Sound of Music but but not exactly any of those things yeah uh and and folded together into this you know one piece of music that even in the opening sequence works so well to set you up and reference exactly what you're about to experience. So it's that kind of thing where like you get excited in the first 30 seconds uh, that like this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And so you kind of sets you up to enjoy it. And if I, I can understand that it would be an irritating watch if you really don't like that style of music at all, because the first season Really, it does reference um, Oklahoma, of the Carousel, 40s and 50s. Sound of Music, um, Brigadoon. Music Man. <laughs> Most it's... importantly, yes, Brigadoon. Yeah, <laughs> kind of leaning heavily on that one. But, you know. uh, but... And it's not just the music that references it, it's the set, it's the costumes. Um, and the obviously, style it's a, of the set. Uh, mm. it, yeah, it, it is a, well, they shot it during COVID. Um, and mm. so that, 
you know, I pro- probably is also an element to the kind of set that they used, um, but it does look so perfectly like one of those early Technicolor mm. movie musical sets um, that it just kind of fits right in. Uh, and there are quite a few um, numbers in the first season that I thought were really really terrific super super well performed mm. um, corn pudding don't say that one Quinny or I'll play corn pudding <laughs> well we could play corn pudding corn pudding isn't one of my favourites but um, no. what I like I, I told Quinny to, to Dion to grab corn pudding because um, the opening of it really sets up the dynamic between the characters and why I think that this really works as a comedy for anyone to watch because at every single moment, even when a really corny musical number that you might hate is starting out, you have one character who's like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I'm not interested in this. I don't want to be here. Why is this happening? So you can just relate to that character. I think you said the magic words, Pete, and guess what's happening right now? It's corn pudding. pudding. First, first thirty seconds. We do not need to listen to all of corn pudding. pudding. Are you trying to tell me that you've never heard of corn pudding? She's never heard of corn pudding. Oh no, it's a song. You just started another song. Corn pudding, corn pudding, corn pudding, corn pudding, corn pudding, corn pudding. Can we opt out of this? My gal loves corn pudding. She eats it constantly. Sometimes I get to wondering. Does she love it more than me? Does she love it more than me? My guy loves corn pudding. I got the recipe. So if he wants my pudding, he'll have to marry me. Oh, he'll have to marry me. You put the corn in the pudding and the pudding in the bowl. You put the bowl in your belly because it's good for the soul. You put the corn in the pudding and the pudding in the bowl. You put the bowl uh, in your no belly. One, no one wants corn pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants corn pudding? We don't want corn pudding. Anyway, but that's the perfect <clears throat> example of how uh, you, as being people watching it, get to follow along with your avatars uh, <laughs> uh, in this whole situation. Like, what the fuck is going on? I've said the magic word and now everyone's bursting into a... Yeah, like that's why I feel like this is an entry level show for people that aren't super into musicals. There's there really is uh you know, they have Keegan Michael Key's character there for you to relate to in terms of like what are these people doing, what's going on, how do musicals work? And you kind of learn as it goes. And then for people like me that like musicals, get their stuff. And then for people like Peter, who are hardcore, get all the extra juicy little bits. I mean, yeah. I think I'm a medium core. I mean, <laughs> like I didn't even get all the references in season one, even though I kind of grew up watching those musicals. But you looked for them and then you yeah. rewatched it and now yeah. you know it through through New eyes. You're the hardest of corn puddings. I mean, uh, you are fans. you are hard. <laughs> and I just want to uh, for people in the chat that are maybe not familiar with the concept, um, the concept, the story of Brigadoon is very similar to what happens in Schmigadoon. So it they've it's loosely based. On that musical, where a help couple... me because I've never seen oh, Brigadoon. Okay, so Brigadoon is a mysterious town that only appears once every one hundred years in Scotland, and this couple oh. stumble upon it, and then of course they get stuck there and can't get out. So 
that's kind of right. where the Schmigadoon comes from. And then they've like, well, it's that era of musicals. So let's like borrow from other musicals in that era as well and just mash them all together. Thank you. Yes, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I've seen Oklahoma. I've seen fucking, oh God, um, a couple of the other uh, music men, I think. Um, but this is not my era of musicals at all. Um, so and you've seen Sound of Music, surely? No, nope. like not. What? Hang on, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're gonna have another Parks and Recreation moment, Quinny. <laughs> yep. I mean, the I'm Sound of all. Music, the movie, I've, not going to see it on stage. You've like it's you've available as a film. The movie. Dude, why the hills not? It's, are dead with the sound of me not listening to the sound of music. It's wow. literally, it's literally the same plot of Indiana Jones. How do we solve a problem like Quinny? It, instead, of, <laughs> in, instead of Indiana when Jones, dog bites. you've got a, you've got a, a mistress, and it's still set in the Alps, and there's Nazis and a whole bunch of stuff. My God, you missed so many references, Quinny. I really you don't did. know why the surprise countess was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, like there's massive amounts of the first season that I was like, huh, cool. Oh, what about geez. The King and I? Have you seen The King and I? Um, bits of, never seen the whole show. The Yul um, Brynner one or the... <laughs> well, I mean, the movie is obviously the easiest to, to yeah. access, yeah. but um, the musical. As I say, this is an era of musicals that I've not really gotten into much. And as such... The, se- the first season d- didn't really grab me. Like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that they were squishing things together and they were referencing things. And, like, there are tropes that I know, like, because they have become tropes and been used right. lots of other times. But I've, like, this, yeah, I just don't have the extensive knowledge of this era of musicals. Mm. For some reason, just never grabbed me. They like the um, Gilbert and the Sullivan musicals. Eh, oh. don't like the music. Don't particularly. I, I find them Pirates yeah. of Penzance. Oh, Rogers and Hammerstein. What are you talking I love about? Pirates of Penzance. Pirates of Penzance is one of my favourite musicals of all time, and um, one that is not referenced in this show. No, no, which I was disappointed <laughs> by. There's a lot of. In lot fact, of stuff I like the other version of Pirates of Penzance, which is just called the Pirate Movie. Oh. <laughs> yes, true. Mm. I thought it was See, Pirates with no pants. the pirate movie came out in the 80s and it was where somebody went hey let's do pirates of penzance but let's get rid of some of the boring songs and put 80s power ballads in there instead it's fucking hilarious and if you haven't seen it go and find it it's dumb as shit can i just reference before i know we've got a fair bit to do and we're already halfway through our uh stuff on this and we have a whole bunch of other more musical things to go i want to talk just quickly about the creators of schmigadoon and how Mm. they're kind of Mirror Universe South Park creators, because <laughs> we're all familiar with other musical fans, which is uh, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who mm. uh, love to mercilessly rip the shit out of Mormons. And what I like about uh, Cinco Paul and Ken Dario, who are the creators of this and have done a lot of musical work and stuff, is they are actually Mormons. Oh, <laughs> so they're part okay. of the Jesus, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and it's literally like there are there are, there are two like groups of creators. There's the Trey Parker Matt Stone group, and then there's mm. this group, which is literally Mormons making musicals. And I want them to all collaborate together and make a musical because it would be hilarious. 
yeah that would be pretty great. they may tear each other apart though <laughs> yeah but i mean i think that would be the point and also though you as we all know from the mormon side they would just let it happen like <laughs> yeah they, they wouldn't do anything about it they'd just be like okay i don't know i've met some mormons who fuck you up um, really like they'll, they'll feel bad about it later but they'll fuck you up <laughs> they wear magical really? underwear dude <laughs> sure <laughs> Well, it's also funny because obviously there's a, a running theme in season one about kind of American religious puritanicalism yeah. and mm. uh, and why that's maybe not great. Um, so that's fun. But we can, I think. And Kristen Chenoweth fucking owning that character like there's no. <laughs> well, Tribulation, I don't know if you got that far, Quinny, but um, tri- Tribulation, the, the, the number was oh. a feat because oh. it's a, it's like a five minute one that like she does this entire piece yeah uh and, and it's amazing yeah and it's amazing like yeah. it's not my favorite song by any means no. but it is an excellent parody of a song in music man and it's a fantastic performance um but why don't we like i mean we can we can slide straight into talking about season two because it's all yes. kind of the same thing and i mm. feel like season two might have little bit more love from the group. I, I I kind of do. Like I still want to have a bit of a break where we get to see the trailer of season two so then we can get context and then we can come back. So I still okay. I still would like okay. to do that. I just want to do, quick... do you do you want to separate it out that we No, like, no, no. I, we can, we can do it. We can or... review them all together. We can leave our review to the end. I reckon it's... we just rate at the end and yeah. just talk about both it's, seasons. It's our yeah. it's our show. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Um I do want <laughs> there, to there just were talk about there are a few the, things that kind of confused me a little bit in season one and it possibly was because i haven't seen the okay. requisite things but was Jane it was Krakowski, it Alan? oh um the surprise like, countess yeah so surprise countess uh, who is there for like what an episode and a bit has one song and then disappears and i was like what the fuck it is a very obvious sound of music reference <laughs> uh, so if you had seen the sound of music you would understand Jane okay Krakowski. so this is on me then right yeah, cool. this is on you. can we can we talk about the cast i know we started talking about this but this is quite yes. literally yes. like uh m- like american broadway musical royalty are all involved yep. in this and also i yeah. kind of feel bad not knowing who's all in the back line and doing you know the the uh ensembles and stuff but they all mm. look like they are definitely theater performers who happen to oh, be yeah. in a tv show and you know they <laughs> nailed every single fucking take yeah but also they practice for 12 months beforehand to nail every single <laughs> fucking take and they probably shot yeah. it in four days and also yeah. probably interesting for them because they are parodying essentially their own job as mm. well yeah. uh so they're they're essentially playing comedic parody versions of characters that, that they play straight on yeah. stage in mm. generally. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're all in on the joke, let's be honest. No one turned yeah. up to, to film <laughs> Schmigadoon going, this is, I'm just doing this normally, darling. Like, no, 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 it's all jokes. <laughs> We're just joking. We're taking piss. <laughs> so keep doing it normally, the, but take the piss. The, 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 the cast list. And so obviously our first two, uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong, um, who are the the lead characters to take it through us? But then you get, uh, as we said, some some I guess uh, Broadway luminaries, Kristen yes. Chenoweth, um, who obviously incredibly well known musical uh, singer and um, yeah, voice like you wouldn't believe, Alan Cumming, um, 
who many nerds will know as Nightcrawler from X-Men 2, but... Um, is a much more prolific Broadway actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and film actor. Like, yeah. he's done other stuff. No, yeah. he's just yeah, only it's... Nightcrawler. Oh, good Lord. Um, yeah. Um, but, I mean, great, great, more people in there, like Martin Short. Yeah. He's only in there shortly, but... <laughs> Um, but I enjoy him. Um, Ariana DeBose, who is like my standout favorite in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and her um, was only in season two for two seconds. Yeah. She's yeah. very, very underused. Um, and, and she had a couple of good songs in season two. Did she? Yes. Oh, yeah. The MC. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I didn't think she was as obviously sort of, you know, used in season two. Apparently she was only available for a very short time of filming, so they just used her for a couple of great songs and not so much for plot. Yeah. That's fair. Let's be honest, like two episodes into this, you're not actually watching it for the plot, you're watching it to see what ridiculous situation that's musically referenced they're going to get into this time. <laughs> and you don't really give a shit about their story until you get to the And, end and which I do have some plot issues that I can talk about later. Um, but have we said Dove Cameron? No, yeah. uh, that was the next one on the list. <laughs> Who is MVP in quite a few of the numbers, in my opinion? Yep, uh, Aaron Tveit. Um, I yes, I love him. I don't know if, 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 what other people have seen him in, but um, Winnie, did you watch Les Mis the the movie? We uh, don't speak of Les Mis the movie. Jeff. I, I did actually, and I didn't but, much like it. Uh, well, okay. Well, I watched Russell Crowe dropping all the notes he was handed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Lame is the musical can be a whole separate podcast. Like, if, if we need to yeah. do it, that is a conversation that needs to be had. But yeah. if we get into it now, we will run out of schmig time. <laughs> um, but Aaron Tveit is is great. In the season one, he's the town rapscallion. Yes. Um, and then in season two, he was uh, the stand-in Jesus, Pippin, Godspell, hair, whatever you want guy. And... I, I I was watching him just going, yeah, mm, perfect. <laughs> it's great. Look, there's lots of people in there, like pretty much everyone who gets a line or something to say or even a song part or a whole song in it actually is someone who has a great pedigree of both musicals and comedy. I just really like the whole cast because I was like, oh, my God, these people are amazing and they're absolutely <laughs> selling it. Yes, absolutely. They eat and, all the scenery, but you're just enjoying watching them eat. I was actually slightly sad that we only got Fred Armisen in season one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wasn't he in season two? I swear he was in season no. two. No, he wasn't in season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, sadly no. But yeah. So, yeah, fucking great cast. Uh, and the thing I liked about the se season one was that whole thing that it was so obviously referencing the the musicals of its time in the design, in the look, but also in the the staging. Like all of the musical numbers are staged in the way that they would be in a 1940s, 50s musical. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. this is fucking clever. Like from a technical perspective, the lighting, everything. The Corey, like yeah. it, it, yeah, just pitch perfect the whole way through, um, which is, it, it's the, I guess, the way that the perfect of that stuff plays off against the comedy and Keegan-Michael Key's reaction to it is what makes it so much fun, I think. 
So I say, I would think we should just go quickly skip into season two trailer so you can understand Let's the change season from season one, the homely, the wholesome, the wonderful town of Schmigadoon where everyone's having a great time the whole time, except it's not. Everyone's having a terrible time. Um, and then it goes, uh, you know, it, it all resolves itself quite nicely in season one. And it goes into season two, which is, you know, to be honest, a bit of a change. That's the foot. Any pain. What's wrong? That's the foot. Feels like we should be happier. Any pain? I want schmickadoo. Happy people in bright colors. Schmickadoon, where are you? Maybe it's one of those places that you only go once and never return. Oh, like Cell Cycle. Schmickago? Welcome to Schmickago. This is very different. Now our heroes into the city of Chicago. Who is he talking to? At one point, a lot of musicals had narrators. Sorry, go ahead. Really? Do I have your permission? Uh-oh, he's peppery. Clearly, we're in the next era of musicals here. Do we shock you? These musicals are darker. <laughs> with more sex. Oh, yay. And violence. These musicals don't have happy endings. Sounds like someone needs a lesson in the power of happiness. Who wants to get naked? What I need is a lawyer. Once I've worked my magic, no jury will ever convict your hubby, even if he kills again. Josh didn't do it. Uh-huh. Now, in case you haven't picked it up yet, Chicago is maybe based on the musical Cats. Chicago. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I thought was... you were going to say Cabaret. <laughs> well, that too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, a little bit of everything else from the 70s. Um, well, what have we got? We've got a lot of Pippin, which was difficult for me because that's not one that I've seen. Um, I've so seen Pippin. Classic- Jesus Christ Superstar. We've got sweet God's Godspell. Spell. We've got some sweet charity. We've got yeah. some. Uh, uh, <laughs> You're rattling off all Todd these things I've a, never heard of. <laughs> massive yeah. reference. Annie is a major reference. Yeah. And yeah. I found with season two, the references, particularly in the beginning half of the season, were much, much more direct. Yeah. Um, like yes. we're kind of, you know, getting yes. songs that were. I mean, come on, were... it started right away with Titus Burgess going, I'm a narrator and that's my job. <laughs> my job is to spell out to you what's going on. And it's like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> this and is it my was, thing. I, what I love about it is also that they do reference that kind of thing. They go, okay, so during the 60s and 70s, suddenly they started putting narrators in fucking everything because <laughs> it was easier than having plot. <laughs> just well, have the narrator you, do the job if you drop, and then move to the next fucking song one of the problems Peace. is if you're watching a musical and you maybe zone out for a second or don't hear the lines correctly you don't quite understand how it's sung you could lose critical information <laughs> like we oh all, yeah we all miss that part of the sound of music where it was actually an allied forces plot to take down hitler it was in the first song man yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's only in the director's cut. If you haven't seen that, you wouldn't get it. Of course. Of course. I'm coming with the deep references here. Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that Predicanger is, is just uh, trolling us gently in the thing. Because it wasn't guys and dolls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There, there was a flavor of guys and dolls in there. I 
can only it's, understand video game trolling. Like, I really love uh, playing as Zelda in that game, The Adventures of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so the look is very different. The character, everybody gets to play a different character except for Cecily Strong and Keegan Michael Key. Mm. Um, the, well, they get the, to play differently too. They they do get to play it differently. Um, what I like about one of the things I like about this season is that um, Cecily Strong's character also isn't super familiar with these musicals, so they're yeah. they're navigating it with slightly less grace uh, than in the first season. But also, um, Keegan Michael Key's character is a little bit more like, ah, oh, I'm into this shit. This is yeah. this has got sex. This has got a lot of people in fishnets. I am I am here for this. Everybody's Which getting I- naked. Cool. I feel like a lot of the audience was like, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, an, an, an era that we're more likely to have touched on a lot of these musicals, you know, things like Chicago um, that have and Sweeney Todd that have had much more recent movie adaptations um, that, yeah. you know. Are, are we allowed to talk them- about the Johnny Depp? Adaptation of Sweeney Todd. Well, we don't need to. We don't need to. I mean, Sondheim is Sondheim, and (laughs) I I much prefer Alan Cumming uh, in this particular role. Um, Yeah. So what I kind of going? Yeah. (laughs) What I really love about this season is that, to me, it kind of feels like it starts off with like very one note direct references which is kind of fun but also Mm. like I could just be watching Chicago and then as the season goes through things start to really kind of mash up in Mm. a really really fun way Uh, so it gets more interesting as as you keep watching. Does that thing that I love where it sort of as you say starts quite clearly going here's our hair reference and and a bit of Godspell, and here's our cabaret reference, and here's our thing, and then somewhere in the middle, uh, episode three or four, yeah, three or four or something like that, they have the big musical crossover number, which is the end of Act One um, musical crossover where all of the themes get smooshed together and people start doing their bit, and it's all go leading up to something big, and I'm like, and that was a thing that happened in musicals of the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> It is really, it is just so well done. That's what kind of like, you know, you you don't have to love everything about it, but it is just so well done. Yeah. And and all the references that they kind of, like uh, Bobby, what's her name? Um, um, Jane Jane Krakowski. Krakowski. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a character's name. Bobby Bobby. Flanagan. Yeah. Um, who is yeah. like direct piss take from another character? Billy Flynn from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to the point where they're doing bits out of Chicago <laughs> and having him be the puppet master and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, we're not even being slightly subtle here. But there's also so much more going on in the Corrie for this one as well. Like there mm. are, uh, are choreography references to very specific choreography um, for, for musicals all the way through this as well. Uh, and I think Bobby's courtroom song is a prime example mm. of of that. Like if you look at the nerd thread on that, it was like there's this bit of choreography from this musical and this bit of choreography from that musical, and it's like you know there's like a lot of fussy, but there's I, I even <laughs> messaged Peter. <laughs> like He's very I was, fussy heavy. Yeah, I was like I was watching it and I was I was like oh the, the, whatever the song it was was it um, come to uh, talk to daddy talk to or daddy something? yeah that. No, it was do we do we shock you? Um, oh yeah, <laughs> because I was watching that and I'm like, oh my god, there's a lot of fossy happening here, isn't there? 
They're just fossying all over the place. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we do have that clip for Do, uh, do We Shock You. Do you want to have a little bit of a listen to that? Yeah, while, I, while I, I shock us? love this song. All right, we'll do it. We won't do the whole thing because it's very long and uh, Twitch likes to banhammer after about 30 seconds if you're playing too much music. But anyway, here's some Do We Shock You. Do we shock you? Make you ill at ease? Do we offend your tender sensibilities? I mean, I've, I've literally seen every season of Drag Race, yeah. so. Do we scare you? Are you too refined? I'm into boys and girls. Does that just blow your mind? Other girls get thanked and tipped. Us, we just like to get spanked and whipped. What if the meatloaf's any good? There's a little taste of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there was a bit at the beginning of that song that I wish that they'd actually referenced or explained, um, but it was as they walked into the club, they walk in in the middle of a tableau. Um, and I, I just wish that one of the characters had said, what's what's going on? It's a tableau. They just <laughs> they did it a lot. Because <laughs> um, it's, yeah, that would have make me, made me laugh. Yes, and I also love that we're presenting all of these themes to the modern audience, you know, back in the time when they were originally read. It was shocking to think about all of those things and confronting, and now it's just kind of like, eh. (laughs) I'm a bisexual woman on stage. I wonder what the meatloaf's like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a man in a dress. Yeah. 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 Uh, And that's what I like about uh, the... The thing I liked the most about it, apart from enjoying musicals and watching them sort of be have the piss taken out of them, is that they were understanding how that even though that some of them were ridiculous, it it's still such a wonderful art form that you can have a lot of fun with it. And you're supposed to have a lot of fun with it. Like people forget musicals as a design to so you have fun. Like if you went in to watch a musical and you're like, this isn't very serious at all. I don't find that costume historically accurate. This is a, what it's not a documentary. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a, entertainment. It's an entertainment. Yeah. It's, 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 it's trash versions of stuff that was going on at that time. You know, the, I, the reason I find that song so funny is because I've been involved in local theater, <laughs> um, like local small town theater. And when they do their version of Chicago or um, their version of Cabaret, you could see all of the people going, it's so sexy. Oh my God, it's so hot. It's, everything's so raunchy. And then you're watching it, it's like, it's people in fishnets. It's, yeah. They're like, yes, you spend a lot of time with your legs spread wide, but it's not that fucking shocking, guys. It is, it <laughs> like, is comparatively for people who spend a lot of time not doing that and it not really being socially acceptable in a, a broader sense of that time yeah. to, you know, suddenly be confronted with, isn't that Bob from the hardware store? <laughs> yeah. You know, I know that person. And then, you know, it's like, but I'm in a musical. It's like, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That yeah that's mean- that local politician. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Again. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, my 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 favorite moment okay. in the second season um, out of oh, am I no you, 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 you were but you're back now keep going keep going Pete you're did back now did we stop you yeah. did we break your flow yeah, yeah. Um, my, my very favourite moment out of a lot of moments that I really enjoyed um, was when Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth uh, do a Sweeney Todd Annie Godspell Bye Bye Birdie Oliver mashup Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Is that the eat the kids one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which See, I, I don't know like, Bye Bye Birdie that well, but I knew all the rest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, it, it definitely had some notes and some orchestration um, from from Bye Bye Birdie in there. Um, but you would have you definitely got the God spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some orchestration from Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, and that one, I didn't even need to look up the, the thread for that one. That one I heard because oh. <laughs> it's a musical I'm reasonably familiar with. That's how um, good she is. Yeah. But, um, and and the Oliver stuff, that was mainly in the Cory. Um, but yeah. the thing that I didn't get was that the actual, even though the orchestration is is initially Sondheim, um, Sweeney mm, Todd, very and then kind strong. of switches over to Annie, the actual melody is like ripped straight out of Godspell which is yep. one that I wouldn't have picked on my own because it's, it's not one that I know. And then it just all comes together in this, like, number that feels perfect. And I it's I feel like it's it's half just, like, such good musical writing but also half kind of understanding that all of these reference, all of these musicals are referencing each other to an yeah. extent mm. uh, as That's well. That's actually a, a wonderful point because you are seeing the work of a time period and they are referencing each other they're riffing off each other and when you see godspell you can also see elements of that reflected in jc superstar and you know the the clownish fucking outfits that they wore in pippin you also see in um godspell and all that kind of stuff and it gets deeply weird when the things that have almost nothing to do with that <laughs> Um, so the, 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 the cabaret, the, the Chicago, the, the darker mean street stuff crosses over into it and it becomes very strange. <laughs> but, did you, did you enjoy your Jesus Christ superstar references, Quinny? <laughs> My mind is clearer now. <laughs> At last, all too well, I can see. Yes, of course, I fucking loved it. Um, I actually really enjoyed, uh, what's his name, Mr. Cat? Um, Patrick Page. Oh, yeah. Octavius Kratt. Oh, his voice. I wish that we'd be able to hear more of his voice. Yes. Because, oh, my God. Um, like, if he hasn't played Caiaphas at some point in time in JC Superstar, then I don't know what yeah. the fuck he's doing with his life. <laughs> but you've, seen because... him, you've seen him before. But he's stage. amazing in Hades Town. I've never seen Hades Town. You've seen him before. Oh, on stage, no, dude, you... relatively new one. Yeah, but listen to the the listen to the soundtrack. It's brilliant. I, I just looked up what else he's been in. Yes, yeah, Spider Man. Turn off the dark. <laughs> 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 He was the fucking uh, god, green goblin. Oh, not a patch on Willem Dafoe. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good example of how you know sometimes um, 
what they're doing is is basically pulling phrases here and there. Mm. So you kind of get that sense of like just for a second you're like, it's Jesus Christ Superstar, and yeah. then it kind of goes away again. And, yeah. and you get these kind of earworms. Like after, and after a musical number f- finishes, you realise you have an earworm, but it's a different song because you get yeah. the earworm of one of the phrases that were kind of referenced, you know, yep. and it just all kind of builds on each other. <laughs> the, 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 the um, sad macaroon? No, what was the <laughs> sad macaroon? That was a reference to something mandarin. Uh, the, um, the jaded, faded, the, sated mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was it? The, I can't remember what the macaroon was, but it was like, because <laughs> that's a stupid fucking line out of that musical. <laughs> Something I missed. Sorry. Sour macaroon. Sour macaroon. Um, right. it, it's it's JC superstar where one of the characters is like you, um, you. Oh, I can't remember. Basically, calls him a fading mandarin, a la the the Chinese emperor. Um, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I have to and... admit, I've never seen Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Look, it's fine, Leon. It's fine. You know what? Flying you can't have to be there with magic Superstar, car. I have to say. Like, um, like, if you didn't listen to it in the 80s, like, you probably, maybe it's past. Is it, it is, the same? It is powerfully 70s. Is it, it, the, it is. It is. Yes. It's got a sound. Is it, it had a 90s nice. revival in Australia. I saw as a child. Is Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat the same as Jesus Christ Superstar? No. no. Totally different. Weird. Oh, Joseph is one of those fucking shows that, like, that people love or they hate. And I'm in kind of the hate bucket. I've seen neither. It's it's Lloyd Webber's uh, weird amalgam that he, like, just put it with cats. (laughs) So so it was the first musical that Andrew Lloyd Webber actually wrote when he was about 16, Um, and you can hear it because he's just just going, Well, what about, what's that shitty one now, Bad Cinderella? Fuck, and put that in the bin. I don't know Bad Cinderella, what? Oh God! It's his latest atrocity. Oh no! <laughs> well, yeah. he's, he's gone through now. Uh, yeah, from we'll that um, one up later, guys. Um, oh, right. Predikanga's mentioning uh, Tim Minchin doing one of the songs from JC Superstar. I, I'm not sure yeah. where you can find it, but the Tim Minchin version that um, they put out on YouTube during lockdown was fucking mint. Yeah, like that one it was phenomenal. Yeah, and did a pretty good job of updating the music and making it a little less 70s. Um, <laughs> it is, it is sure. really heavily 70s. Yeah. Do, and yeah. a bit angry. Do do we have yeah. do we feel confident we could rate it and then sort of discuss the future of Schmigadoon? Yeah. Is that yeah, we've got oh, some more stuff to talk about. Do you want to? Oh, did, did we have another Look, musical clip? Or were... I've got the one that you were probably wanted there, Quinny, which was the "You Betrayed Me." Or do you want to go full? Oh, we, we better if we're talking about JC Superstar. We yeah, yeah, we'll go full. This, this is and you can you can recover and think about what you want to rate it when we come back. And so, can people in the chat? You can rate it too. Okay. Uh, oh, hey, you guys! You two have a lot of nerve showing up here. What do you mean? You betrayed me. You swooped right in and swiped my drive and stabbed me in the back I didn't ask to leave them, it is they who chose me Is that supposed to make me feel better? Cause it doesn't, it makes me feel the exact opposite Okay, give it a try 
Uh, yeah, okay, a sour macaroon and then <laughs> yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit of sexual tension at the end. and <laughs> A little bit of power and, and, and was it uh, almond flour, so a yeah. sour macaroon? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks, 70s. Um, you were doing a lot of LSD. Uh, yes. Also, there's a lot of hair in there um, the, <laughs> and a chair as well. flowing hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. So, so many of these musicals I've either had friends in or seen or gone to multiple times or, or been in, and I was just like, oh, yes. Yeah, this season was Cooney's jam. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to ask, Pete? Well, I was going to say, so what, what do we think is next for Schmigadoon? Well, I mean, <sighs> the final episode, we got a little taste of Rocky Horror and Dream Girls, which was my favourite number. Um, well, so we're going to head into the 80s, I assume. Yeah, you, you probably noticed in the in the first season, the very last musical number um, was outside of the style that they'd been working in and more in the musical style of these 70s musicals, um, mm. which everyone felt at the time kind of hinted uh, that we were moving into another era. And there were quite a few 80s references with Phantom referenced um, mm-hmm. and Dreamgirls in uh, the last episode. Fame, so, which, I mean, Fame is one of those ones that I think is technically an early 80s musical, um, but I it's very early 80s or late 70s and I can never be 100% sure which. I'm just, and I'm, one would hope if I'm, we were to drift into the 80s, that yeah. there would be some Les Mis. <laughs> and also, my oh, favourite. She just wants a Les Mis reference. I cats, know. Cats, 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 oh. cats. Nobody no. wants that, Dion. No. No. Nobody wants that. I just Although want... it would be so easy to parody. I know. Yeah. Just... But, I mean, do you, do you feel Jellical like. Jellicle cats I feel, doing something. I feel cats. like, yeah, I feel like they should cats. do that. They should come back and be, like, completely threatening in their entire run in season three of just like we're gonna go full cats and never do it and occasionally <laughs> just one side character goes that doesn't sound very jellical and everyone just beats them up and then puts them in a cover <laughs> and get back in there that's not happening we're not doing cats um, I'm, I'm looking ahead to musicals of the 80s and one would assume that they'd probably maybe like do 80s and 90s yeah. judging by the fact that they're kind of doing yeah. conglomerate stuff yeah and sure. how's it going to go when they get all the way up to like current day like as you know is lin-manuel miranda yeah. going to turn up and be like what <laughs> what is going on you know people have asked when is schmamilton happening <laughs> and Shmamilton. Cinco said maybe season five. Oh, <laughs> um, but, but there is no confirmed season three at this stage and you know mm, things are a little bit me. rocky for for anything happening anywhere at all at the moment yeah um yeah but well, but it is such a tight show that i would hope that apple tv would have uh budget in I'm, them for a third season where the writers get paid well uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit sad they didn't do shmanadu um <laughs> that's but that could, that, yeah but that could come easily and ah. we can get a bunch of and but there's also shmees um well this uh, <laughs> i could very easily imagine them going hardcore into greece for the next oh. 70s though no, greece it and, is. and um uh um which the other one that was referenced in the last episode. Um, Rocky Horror? Or? <laughs> Thank you, Rocky Horror. Oh. Both 
75. You mean schmocky horror. Oh, okay. You've got to put the schmocky horror. Maurice was technically 71. Um, yeah. Um, Everyone forgets uh, that. But I think um, Little Shop is 80s. It is. So very much so. There's, there you go. <laughs> little you know, of A lot of Lloyd Webber to do in the 80s. Um, yeah. and, and you would think, like, a, a lot of season two was, like, Sondheim Schwartz. So, you know, they might kind of do that thing. And a lot of one was Rodgers and Hammerstein, uh, sorry, Oscars. Gilbert and Sullivan? No, yeah, no, sorry, Rodgers and Hammerstein. Um, so, you know, they could take the approach where, you know, we've got Andrew Lloyd Webber and, and you know, someone else taking the lead for the 80s that I guess we'll just have to see. What? I mean, there, there's some, there are some bangers in the 80s, like we can get chess, <laughs> We can get Phantom. We can get Les Mis, of course. Um, Evita. Um, oh, yeah, right. You know, there's, there's a lot in there that, that could be great, but also. Very ballady. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, there is also Starlight Express. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. And, I mean, I would love to see them do The Wiz, but they've already kind of gone past the 70s. So. I mean, is is anyone like are we are they doing eighties or they just are they doing nineties as well in this one? Do you think? Well, I mean, they'll probably try to kind of link it thematically, like yeah. rather than. I just want know. to see if they can throw in the boy from Oz. Well, <laughs> you know, you and also know. There's, there's like Miss Saigon and a whole bunch of other things, you know. Yeah. That we can get in there yeah. as well. It's 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 replete with like, what can we throw in here, and how will that work? I also like the bit where they kind of reference was it a chorus line in season two, like the um, the bit where they were auditioning for the the club, like there were definite kind of. I, I a chorus line is what I immediately picked out of that, and yeah. that's one that I didn't see spoken about a lot. But I was like, no, 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 no. Like I've it's, seen a chorus line. This is definitely a chorus line. But yeah. a chorus line isn't the right era, so. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. And I think maybe yeah, they're kind of like just police the references too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we want to. We, yeah. No, oh, it um, must be clearly seven. Ratings. Oh, ratings. yes. Ratings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ratings before we go. Oh, Blood Brothers. There's another I know that uh, um, Freddie Kangaroo already gave us 85, so he's jumped in high mark straight around. Anyone uh, else excellent. would Thank you. I will put know. that in the, in the list. I'm going to give it 90 because I think it's like one of the most fun TV shows I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And I was kind of annoyed that I had to watch season two week to week because uh, mm. I just wanted to watch the whole thing. Also, it's short enough. Like it is. Like I think Peter, you said I you... hate how short it is. <laughs> I you're, wish you're... there were more than six episodes. You're putting that out as a pro so there, good. Peter, because it's like, well, they're short and they're easy to go. So yeah, they're about a half hour to forty minutes each. Mm. Um, but too but short. It's so, but it's so much work. Like you can see the the work yeah. into yeah. those episodes goes into the screen because it's tight, it's well done, and it flows very well. And apparently, all of the um, translations, um, all of the episodes in other languages, are performed by, you know, famous musical performers in that language, and it's That's all like so cool. fully translated wow. and reperformed. And like, it must just be a huge amount of work. Wow. I would say though that I feel like um, episode six, plot-wise, not that we've spoken at all really about mm. plot, it, it felt really really rushed to me and yeah. a lot of like the tying up of things just felt really convenient but maybe that's also how the musicals of the era felt a little bit so <laughs> yes also, and no I actually thought that they'd written themselves into a bit of a corner with that because 
a lot of the musicals of that era ended badly. There were no happy <laughs> ending endings. Uh, I mean, also I was, episode, I was waiting for Josh to get fucking crucified or somewhere. The, or the the episode is also called "Over and Done." Yeah, like, <laughs> this one is done. This one is finished. Um, did you guys, by the way, um, get confused at all by that um, Bert Bacharach esque track right in the middle? Because I had no idea that Bert Bacharach had written a musical. Which one was that? The the um uh, uh last track in the fifth episode. Um, what was it called? What the um, like the goodbye song? Oh, there's always a twist. Oh, oh yeah, like I was I was underwhelmed by that. There is an entire Burt Bacharach musical, and apparently that one takes from Say a Little Prayer, um, which wasn't written for that musical. Um, but I was like, this just sounds like a 1970s pop song. What is happening? But <laughs> it was still apparently a musical reference. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was one of the ones that kind of lost me, and I did feel like, I, I'll be honest with you, I thought I felt like season two kind of stumbled a little bit in the last couple of episodes. And, um, and how does that affect your rating, Quinny? Because Jill did very, very well segue back into ratings. She did. So I think <laughs> my rating, um, I, I heard you. I was going to try to beat her because um, <laughs> I'm still formulating my ideas. I don't know. Um, I am going to go uh, 88 um, miles per hour. Oh. It's like season one was a lot of fun but didn't really – like have that magical hold on you don't know the musicals exactly (laughs) (laughs) i firmly admit that that's on me not on the show (laughs) subtle and season two i thought was super strong i had a lot of fun with it but yeah the the last episode i felt just kind of lost its way and i thought that there could have been a big final number that that really tied all of the musical threads together and i don't feel like we got it you didn't like the muppet show final number that was based on rainbow connection i, I did but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the thing that quite yeah taught, like i was expecting a little bit more of kind of like all of the all of the musical threads brought together as opposed to it's a schmaltzy happy ending it is a schmaltzy happy ending that's true yeah. Um, hmm. I like, you know, we haven't talked a lot about plot, but there are some things that did kind of ship me a bit with the plot. Um, you know, like in the first series, how we kind of once again paint a woman who's just advocating for herself in her own relationship is incredibly controlling. Um, yeah. And that she just has to be less controlling and not that her boy is being a dick. Um, and there's, there, there's a plot point at the very, very end, which I guess would be spoilery, but I don't know if anyone cares, um, that irritated me a little bit in in season two in terms of kind of magically resolving like serious fertility issues, which I just think is just a little bit. Yeah. I just didn't love it. Um, No, I agree. I think it's a little bit of a, a cop out and not particularly nice for, you know, audience members who don't get magical resolutions to their serious fertility issues. Um, so, like, you know, I didn't 100% love every little thing about this, um, but unfortunately my love of musicals overtook my, my exceptions that I was taking to, to those kinds of things. So I'm going to give it a 93 and just say that I think that it's super tight 
and incredibly well written. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, Shall we say that number again, Pete? I was, I was scribbling something else. Uh, 93. 93. Thank you. Okay. I'm giving you a solid 10 out of 100. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I misspoke. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How do you solve a problem like a Dion? Um, <laughs> yeah, you, look, I had a great time watching all this. It's very funny. Half of the stuff I didn't really get, but, like, I can't... Uh, feel like watching it like i watch this because it's fun and it makes me feel good and i yeah i like to watch it the way that jill was saying which is all together i just want to watch all of it in seasonal stuff so i'd probably avoid it that way but it is just a nice fun happy-go-lucky thing and it's um obviously crafted with a lot of love and it's crafted with a hell of a lot of professionalism um around mm. it which is is great and you're putting two really great things together that are very creative you've got comedy and musicals and push them together to make a very entertaining um, piece that comes out all the time, which is surprisingly PG. Like, that's one of the things that comes out of it too, is like this isn't something that you have to worry about showing to kids or show, showing to people like, mm. sure, they won't get half the jokes, um, yeah. but you're just kind of yeah. like, oh, yeah, all right, okay, it's great. And I really look forward to seeing, yeah, getting up to the more contemporary kind of musicals that I started to watch uh a la rocky horror picture show which was probably the first kind of musical that i was like oh yeah great <laughs> so uh, i'm going to give it a 95 i think Chibigadoon yeah, is, is successful across all boards that was higher than me maybe i should bump mine to 95 sure <laughs> i can move i can move mine down to 85 if that helps <laughs> so you feel like higher i, I think Chibigadoon's great <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that you guys liked it after I forced you to watch it. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm like, I, do I ever steer you wrong? Uh, nope. She didn't make us watch me, so she's higher up in my books than you guys. <laughs> make us watch what? C. 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 Oh, this was like the letter? What? Oh. <laughs> Let me yeah. let me tell you, I've watched a few Apple movies recently or Apple series that have come across and a couple of them hadn't been great. Mm. But, you know, it's rare that you get a misstep every now and again. But when they clang, they clang so well. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, like that. Like ghosted. <laughs> yeah. Apple is a beautiful piano that just has one key. You don't know which key it is. And it, oh. <laughs> it bong, and keep going. And it's like, cool. But yeah. I would say to our, our musical fans out there, please go and watch this and then come mm. to the TPTOA nerd thread for everything else and talk about it because I want to find my musical nerd people. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Look, I'm, I'm actually slightly disappointed that Tally is not, uh, sorry, Tari is not here tonight because I know that she is a musical person and plays instruments and stuff like that. And I imagine would probably get a real kick out of this. Um mm. So, yeah, but there are definitely people out there who are either closeted or out and proud musical nerds. Um, You don't need to be closeted. You can just be like, I like musicals. What up? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Just because a guy Um, watches some musicals doesn't mean he can't start some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I feel like musicals are having their moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, as well. Do you think we'll get a Marvel musical multiverse? Well, they're, they're actually turning um, uh, the Captain America one. Um, Into uh, a real musical. Yes. Yeah, um, I, I will, oh, no, they play it at, um, at Avengers Campus at Disney. That's the one. Rogers yeah. the Musical Rogers would be the very musical. funny. They play it at, at Disneyland. 
I'm assuming it's not a whole full-length musical. It's probably just a few songs, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot the other science fiction one that was a musical, which was the Star Wars Holiday Special. (laughs) 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 That's the great thing about musicals. Anything can be a musical if you try hard enough. It's also why I don't fully believe people who say, I just don't like musicals because I'm like, I don't know, like, do you not like music? Because if you like music, there is a musical for you. Yeah. Like you just need to find the one that has the style of music that you enjoy in it. Yeah. yeah. Like there's I mean, a big difference between Once and oh, Hamilton and Jesus Christ Superstar, you know? Yeah. Be open. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next week? Uh, Batman, the musical. Batman, the <laughs> no. musical. Go, go with a smile. I've I've literally listened to some of the songs from Batman the Musical, the musical that got cancelled because it was terrible. I've never heard of a musical being terrible, (laughs) Quinny. I've seen a lot of off-Broadway productions that should be cancelled, but I've (laughs) (laughs) We have. What are we doing next week? Renfield. (laughs) You're going to suck our blood. Yeah, we've got two two stage luminaries, you know, uh, Nicholas Holt and uh, Nick Cage, the two Nicks. Two Nicks. The the two. (laughs) I've just started watching season three of The Great. Oh, I finished it the other day. I'm catching up on the end of season two, and then I've got season three. Is it wait? Which one's the one Gillian Anderson came in? That was. That was season, season two, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm still in that one. I'm still in that thing. So, <laughs> Right. And I'm about to get to season three, I think. Yeah, I finished yeah, yeah. it last night. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's a great, it's a great show. It is. It's Very funny. great. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably catch up on that. Is um, yeah. Peter, do you recommend it? Um, The Great? Yes. Yes, have, highly. Have you We've already recommended? Yeah, I was going to say, have. have you already yes. recommended it to us? Okay, then I yeah. guess I'm we watch we did a whole podcast about it, which I don't think I was in. No, oh, but if you're going to watch a TV show, watch Parks and Fucking Recreation, and then go and watch. When we run out of scripted content um, in the depths of the writer's strike, Quinny is going to be fine. I've got yeah. so much yep. shit to so watch. To I've watch. got musicals and yep. all sorts of shit. Yep. Solidarity to the writers and everyone who's taking industrial action yes. to make people pay their way. And also a mm. uh, big fuck you to the streaming services removing content. Yeah, stop purging your shit, you assholes. We all went to streaming Ugh. your streaming service because we were sick of having to buy digital media and we had access to your entire library. But if you start doing this shit again, we'll just start going back to the old ways yar yeah <laughs> one of the the um one of our shows that's probably been watched on youtube more than any other is the princess um like mm. inexplicably for, for whatever reason heap, wow. uh, heap of people were like yeah. oh i want to find a review of the princess which is now being removed from disney mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> and and it's one of those ones that you will probably never find on physical media because mm. it was it was a, a midi mid budget kind of fun straight to streaming. I yeah, didn't get a cinema release. No, and this is what we we're starting to see. Is and I'm glad that SAG as well is uh, having their vote at the moment to decide whether they strike as well because they fucking should. Like. Mm. There is there is so much to be fought for here, and it's about the fact. I saw a really good explanation of it um, today, which is it's not about the fact that writers want to be paid more. 
it's not even about the fact that they want things to be fair. They just want to stop losing money because the way that it was is that they got paid for episodes of TV shows, but the companies don't think of streaming as TV. So they don't pay the same as what they did for TV. Right. So it's, it's not that they're even asking for anything. They just want the job they do to be continued to be called the same fucking thing Mm -hmm. and paid the same way. Mm. And yeah, it's, we're in a very dangerous situation where people are starting to go, you know what? Content. Mm. All it is it's just is money that we can we can either claw back or spend. It's not actually people don't have anything invested in it. People don't mm. care about it. And pay pay um, people one off things like as a flat rate because it's like well, there's so much out there we can't afford to do you know to pay you residuals. We, we don't even know how to re, like work out our residuals. Yeah. That how we would, would have we to know pay how so often we're just not they're going streamed? To. It's like oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. I, I do love that. It's like you know back in the days of ratings where they were, people were taking a, a fucking shot in the dark as to how many people mm. were actually watching the shows. They're like, oh no, we'll pay you based on that. But now that they actually have physical numbers, yeah. And that those numbers are actually out there. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it almost makes me want to go out and buy season one of Willow on DVD. Does it though? Mainly because I'm just so mainly because wow. I'm mainly because I'm just so angry at them for removing it. I'm like, I mean, I know what shit, but you're just pissing me off by taking something away that I already kind of paid for. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the, and that's always the danger we're going to have in this situation where you technically don't own. The don't own shit. You don't own any of the copies. You own access to a service. Yeah. Mm. Fucking lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we're in whatever way you can um, support the writers, support anyone that is doing the, the striking because yeah. like retweet them, support them, tell them they're doing the great thing because they will, they'll, they'll fucking need it. Um, and don't bloody complain at them about the show oh. you were looking forward to being delayed. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, go and watch one of the other 50,000 shows. Yeah, there's plenty out there. And if you're really upset with this whole idea of them, you know, not producing enough content, just try and dip your toe into fucking reality television. That will yeah, give but, you... That well, you will know give what? You... Produce your own content and see how easy it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 give it a go. Yeah, <laughs> reality TV, you try watching that for a while and giving yourself fucking acid reflux and then start going, no, no, it's fine, pay them whatever they want. We need decent content. Even halfway <laughs> decent content, that'd be great. I, I love the thing that did the rounds there for a little while. It was like, are you, oh, you, you think you uh, know how bad a writer's strike can be? Let me tell you the, the, the apocryphal story of Heroes Season 2. Oh, man. Such potential was going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but fair enough. And then it was mm. just bad. Fucking awful. Don't worry, Chat okay. wrote it for us. Anyway, yeah, okay, sorry. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, we will see you next week. I suppose we should see whether anyone yeah. is currently doing a, a, a thing that we could raid. Yeah. Um, look, let's go and let's go and raid Barjo, shall we? Sure. Thanks yeah, everyone in the fun. chat. We'll um, see you next time. Go. Uh, you can go out and see Renfield from Thursday, and we'll talk about it next Tuesday. Let's talk about yeah. some stuff like that till next time. Thank you for all your musical things. I got no musical number to take us out on. Okay. Oh um, no. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> How no. are we going to somebody oh. sing? Um, how do you solve a problem like Dion? <laughs> you end the stream and end the stream. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. 
find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.